T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Timer guides it over to Crosby. Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby. Pencil still in front. He's right there. Skate the stick over to Latang. He scores! Chris Latang does it again against Florida. Those pesky Penguins. Chasing the Penguins and the Islanders. They'll play the Islanders tonight. We're going to go to the Western Hotline real quick for Andrew Filipponi, who talks Pittsburgh sports there in Pittsburgh. Andrew, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. What's up, guys? Andrew, How are you doing? Good. Andrew, when are the Penguins going to go away? It's got to be. Are we at the, are we in the twilight here? When are they going to go away? No, they're done. I mean, they'll make the playoffs this year, Jer, but they're not anything more than that. Uh, they're dead man walking. They're dead team walking. They'll get in. They'll be one of the two wild card teams. They'll go to Boston and probably lose in four or five, and that'll be the end of this team season. Their goaltending isn't good enough because Jars, Jari can't stay healthy. Uh, they made really poor decisions in free agency. Their GM is a pile of crap and should be fired. He's a <laughs> flyer. And, um, and, yeah, the moves that they made at the deadline were really just to erase mistakes that the GM made in the past. And Plus, they made a horrible trade to take uh, Granlin's contract from Nashville. So, bottom line, they'll probably get in. But when you say pesky... I don't think their first-round opponent will look at them that way. Yeah. Well, is this unavoidable for a, a team that has had such a run for this long with Crosby and Malkin and Latang, and you know, trading away first-rounders to try and continue to get more bites at the apple? Is this just the natural, I guess, atrophy that's going to happen? Yeah, but it didn't have to happen this way. I mean, all the teams that have won multiple cups in the – salary cap era like Chicago, you know, fell on hard times. You know, L.A. is kind of ticked back up after they revised their roster and moved on from a bunch of the guys that they won their two cups with. You know, Tampa missed the playoffs. Boston missed the playoffs there for, for a year or two. You know, the Penguins haven't. They've got the longest active playoff streak in North American sports, Jeremy. But the irony or the the – thing about this season that is so bothersome for Penguins fans is that they've had Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin healthy the entire way. Neither one of them have missed a single game, and they're barely in the playoffs. And both have been really good. Sid's got over 70 points. Malkin's averaging a point per game. Their top two lines have been outstanding. I would say other than Brian Rust, who they resigned and got a deal on, five out of their top six forwards have had – pretty good years 
but their bottom six has been a disaster. Uh, Ron Hextall, the GM, gave Jeff Carter a stupid contract extension because they were cronies and buddies going back to their time in Philadelphia together, and all of his metrics are just abysmal. He's basically been an anchor on their bottom six as their third-line center, which has usually been a strength for the team over the years. So it just sucks because you don't want to waste opportunities when your star players are still playing like stars, and I feel like the Penguins have done that this season. So how much of the season is just getting in? Like, is that – I remember when Detroit had that – was it 25 years in a row? They made the playoffs, and everything was all about just keeping that streak going. Is that the stage – the Penguins are in that everybody just wants to see them get in just to keep the streak going. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't think it is. I think fans here don't have the get in and roll the dice and see what happens mentality. I don't. I think that you, know, you, you never know what happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think that that is uh, a popular opinion here whatsoever. I think that fans wanted the Penguins to pick pick a side pick a direction at the trade deadline. Are you a contender and are you willing to give up some of your better assets to win? Or are you not? And if you're not, then why are you, why are you keeping uh, Jason Zucker, who's on a 25-goal pace, and he's in the last year of his contract, and now that they made that stupid Granlin trade that I referenced, there's almost no way they're going to be able to retain him in the offseason unless they move heaven and earth. And I doubt Hextall has the cleverness as a GM to do that. Uh, Dumoulin, who's been a stalwart on their blue line with Latang's in the last year of his contract, Jari's in the last year of his contract, and Hextall refused to trade their first-round pick. So they were just in limbo. They just tried to middle it. They tried to stay competitive, but at the same time not making a move that made them objectively better. So, yeah, they're trying to do exactly what you said, Joe, which is just make the playoffs and extend the streak. But they know. They've got... They've got less than a 1% chance of winning the Stanley Cup this year. Andrew Filipponi on the Western Hotline. Andrew, it's, it's funny. like You know how this works. The, the difference between expectations that are high and expectations that are low or teams that are on the rise versus teams that are coming down from the mountaintop, it really sounds like an eighth-place appearance for the uh, Penguins would be a joyless existence. Meanwhile, here in <laughs> Buffalo, I'm not quite sure we'd have a parade but it'd be quite worth celebrating around here because, um, well, it's been dark times. Two teams coming from different directions for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that was the way the Penguins were when they came out of the lockout and the team almost moved to Kansas City. And Mario took the team over, and then they got the ping-pong ball luck, and Sid was drafted with the number one overall pick. And they had played in empty arenas for years. And when he came, they missed the playoffs that first year. And then the next year, they lost to Ottawa in the first round. And that started this incredible run that they're on. So you, ha- you see this happen with teams that go on prolonged playoff runs. The Braves and baseball were an example of that. Like, you know, I think fans start to take it a little bit for granted. They don't, the, just making the playoffs isn't good enough anymore. The thing about this team, guys, is that it's so stale. You know, if they had done something or if they had a player that you could identify in circle and say, all right, like they're moving out of the Sidney Crosby era, or in the like golden years of his tenure in Pittsburgh, here's the guy that he's going to play with that's in his 20s that you can get excited about. They don't have anything like that. Their last 49 draft picks are either not on the team or not in the NHL. 
and not and, and that includes some first round picks that they have just biffed on and missed. So there's nothing to speak of in terms of young talent in the organization. They have two guys on their team that are under 25. P.O. Joseph, who's a bottom six, who's a bottom pair defenseman, who they got back for Phil Kessel when they dumped his salary on Arizona, and Ryan Paling, who's a fourth line center. There's no youth. There's no young excitement. And so I think when you've got guys that you've seen year in and year out, you know what their ceiling is as a group. And they haven't got out, gotten out of the first round since 2018. So what's going to be any different about this year's version of the Penguins? I just don't see it. Andrew, how sure are we they're going to get in? And maybe is it come down to if they're healthy, they're going to get in? Because Malkin and Latang, I'm thinking about most notably, they've had injury problems in the past. And are, does it feel like they're if they have one injury like that, that they that, that could be the difference? Well, I would say definitely with Latang, um, or, or Malkin. Even I'll agree with you because I just they don't have the center depth that they used to have. When they've won their Stanley Cups, when they've been really good, they've been at least three deep and sometimes four deep at the position. Um, you know, when they went back to back cups. They had Nick Benino, who scored one fewer point than Sidney Crosby and was at Conn Smythe contention in 2016 and was anchored in the line with Kessel and Haglund. That was awesome. They had Jordan Stahl going back to 09. Uh, they've always had really good teams right down the middle of the ice, led by, of course, Malkin and, and Sid. And they don't have anything to speak of in the way of that. They just brought Benino back, who's 34 years old. And that's just a nostalgia move. I think it was fine because they didn't have to give up anything to get them. But, like, they're clinging to the past so hard here. They're selling their fans on things that happened six or seven years ago and asking them to keep their fingers crossed that something like that will happen again. And, look, I had no problem with them bringing Malkin and Latang back this offseason at the prices they did because by that point they had boxed themselves into a corner. They couldn't trade them, obviously, because they were free agents. And there were no better alternatives in free agency. So I was fine with that, but you're right. It's a very fragile team. If Latang goes down, there's nobody who can pick up those minutes. There's nobody that you think you can ice more than 20 minutes and think, all right, he can be your power play quarterback and, and be your big number one defenseman. And, yeah, if Malkin went down, good Lord, I don't know who would be their second-line center. Maybe they'd have to move Ruster Gensel or somebody like that to center, which they're loath to do, so – you're right. I mean, if something like that were to happen in the last 20 games, if Jari were to go down, I mean, their backup goaltending stinks. One of the worst decisions they made this offseason was bringing Casey to Smith back at $1.8 million a year when they could have had Ilya Samson off for the same price or somebody like that in free agency. That was a gigantic blunder. They're, they're, with those three guys, they're an injury away from, I think, probably missing the playoffs. Andrew Filipponi. Andrew, uh, real quick thought on the Steelers. What are they going to take? What's what's the target in the draft? Oh, my oh, don't, or, don't say actually, don't say actually, receiver. Before that, are they going to are they going to poach Tremaine Edmonds? No, no. I I thought they might back in January, but everything I've heard is that they don't have the wherewithal from a free agent give the guaranteed money, give the big contract, desire to do that. They still have Miles Jack, who had a bad year on a $10 million cap hit. I don't think that they'll do it. I'm actually happy about that. I don't want to pay for another big off-ball linebacker. I'm just so scarred by the Devin Bush move to draft him 10th, and he was just an incredible bust. Um, I think they could draft a wide receiver at 17. I don't think that's off the table. 
I think Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickett loves him. They played together. He won the Blitnikoff at Pitt. I know he wants him. And the other guy is Zay, is Zay Flowers from Boston College. Tomlin's kid played at Boston College this yes, last year. And, you know, things like that shouldn't matter. But that's the reason why we have the offensive coordinator that we do. It's about relationships with the Steelers. So I could see wide receiver if the offensive tackles they like don't make their way down to 17 or the corners they like. I think all things being equal, that Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State is the guy that they want with the 17th pick. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew Filipponi, 93.7 The Fan. See you, boys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.